0: There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for being here with me today. And today I'm sad. And I'm going to take a pause in my trajectory of telling stories to say a tribute to Dave because he passed away yesterday. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to do this. We'll see. In any case, I thought, well, it would be fitting to tell you a little bit more about him and talk about some of the wonderful things that we shared. And I'll probably tell you more about them in future episodes as well as I go through different time periods of my life, but just to talk about him a little bit as he ascends to the next realm. He he passed away peacefully yesterday morning uh, after a fantastic evening with wonderful friends and family all gathered around even though he was no longer responding or maybe even aware not even sure but he was in the room when we first got there yesterday morning and uh, and then after a little bit they moved him to a hospital bed in a different bedroom in his home But people he loved came and went all day, and his dear brother was there having come up from Charlotte with his wife, and they hung out all day and uh, were lovely and went and bought them a Christmas tree and, and took the dog for a walk. And we had cocktails and trimmed the tree and And put on Dave's favorite Christmas albums, (laughs) the Randy Travis Christmas album, (laughs) which is a staple in our home, and we play it every year when we decorate the tree, ever since my kids were little. And we had a beautiful time all gathered together and telling funny stories, and my daughter played the ukulele and played some of Dave's favorite songs, and we just past the time of his last few hours uh, in camaraderie and and joy amidst the sorrow and we kept going in to visit him and talk to him and, and tell him it was okay to go because he was suffering a lot at the end there having a very very hard time breathing and that was very difficult to watch but uh he was a trooper, a fighter, all the way through. He, you know, from the moment he was born and and they, and his parents were told he wouldn't come home. I mean, he survived another 62 years, you know, if you think about it that way. And then from the moment he was diagnosed with this awful tumor and was told he could only have two years, he survived another three and a half, and so he was determined and uh, he was always athletic and fit and wanting to, you know, be healthy and so it was, you know, always an irony to think these kind of things could take somebody down who always cared about being in good shape and, and eating well and such. And, you know, sometimes... <laughs> that doesn't make a difference, but I mean, that's very cynical. I am sometimes cynical and he, he did some incredible things in physical wise in his life. He climbed a bunch of mountains. Um, he was always a hiker, but he went on an incredible climb with my mom and my cousin, Laura, and they climbed Mount Aconcagua in Argentina and it was, uh, 19,000 feet uh, and more high and they had to have all kinds of equipment and you know stop at various base camps to acclimatize and such but it was an incredible feat that they did and there's a picture of him on the summit against the rising sun that is a triumph of Will. My mother really admired him for way he stuck it out on that climb and they ended up climbing another couple of mountains together one of them was grand tetons uh and that was even at a time when we were starting to split up uh dave and i but i took the kids in one direction and we went off and explored um idaho and such Mm -hmm. while they climbed the, the grand tetons my brother and my mom and dave and uh, he was always a runner, as a as a young man. Even though he he always used to joke because his legs were very very thin and he had tiny little calves. And he we would giggle when we went to the beach together, you know, as young married people. And he would say, "Oh my calves never get suntanned because the sun rays miss them because they're so small." <laughs> but even so, he was a runner. And he and his wife Mary ran marathon, and uh, it you know he he kept up with that for a long long time. Um, that was always a means of staying in shape. They went on long hikes with their dogs all the time, so he loved that. Um, he was an incredible graphic designer, as I said, and we went to school for that. You know he learned that when I was first meeting him. And at the time he would do his work by hand. So there were pages and pages of thumbnails that he drew to create logos and such. And I remember, you know, peeking over his shoulder and and pointing out my favorites and whatever. And um, I love to watch that process, how things came out of his brain in terms of what he saw. And later in his graphic design career when We had already split and I started the Children's Shakespeare Theatre when I needed a poster even though uh, when we were kids and we did the Shakespeare Theatre the posters were all hand drawn by the kids and that could have been an option but I knew I had this incredible resource so I asked Dave even though we weren't together if he would be the graphic design team for the Children's Shakespeare Theatre and he most generously agreed, and he did it pro bono for 20 years, and he churned out some of the most beautiful posters that were so eye-catching. And people always remarked on, "Wow, that was an incredible thing that um, he gave to the kids this memento of their their time in the play." You know, it was always something very meaningful in terms of the the image that he chose to use. We'd always use photography of the kids as much as possible and you know it was a big thing to like, Ooh, did I make the poster this year? Am I um, one of the leads and would I be chosen for the photographs? You know and he would oversee the photographs a lot of times and some of his posters even won awards in terms of graphic design world because unlike other work that he did for us uh, I gave him complete artistic license uh, and he could always uh, be the one to decide what the design would look like you know I would give him a few parameters or whatever but so he had uh, three posters put into a book that was uh, called presenting Shakespeare and it was a book of all the posters you know over the century the last century that had been done for Shakespeare plays the world over and he had three entries in that book and that was really cool. He always claimed that that was some of his favorite work and he included it in his portfolio um, to present to prospective clients and it always stood out as something very different. Um, He loved his kids he was crazy about them he loved showing them things and doing things with them and and uh he loved watching them become their best selves and and marveling with them about different things and he loved sharing music with them he he learned how to play the bass guitar and so did Dakota, his son, and uh, they shared that. And then he he played guitar with his daughter Savannah, and they all shared a love of music. And uh, he he was always much more uh, attuned to. The latest trends and currents in music and than I was I am much more of a traditionalist and got stuck in the seventies and eighties in terms of my appreciation of you know rock music and whatever but he he imparted to them his love of different bands that they they ended up going to a lot of different concerts together and when we were first married we went to some wonderful concerts we saw dire straits in concert and Sting, and uh yeah he always loved going to see live music it was very important to him um and we Actually, together participated in a band that was started by my friend from high school. Uh, No, sorry, friend from college, um, Andy. And he wanted to start a band, and I happened to run into him on the PATH train one day on the way home from work. And he was like, oh, wow, you're a singer. Maybe you could be part of my band. That would be great. And I ended up uh, becoming a backup singer along with my college roommate, Ann, And Andy started this band called The Grinders, and he needed a bass player. And I said, oh, my husband Dave plays the bass, even though at the time he had only just started and he had only really just picked it up. And uh, Andy was like, he was a little skeptical, but he came and met Dave and talked to him. And he was like, okay, you know, like, uh, uh, can you learn the song? And I mean Dave flung himself into that with a great enthusiasm, and he really practiced and learned to play the bass and was part of this band for a very long time and Andy uh loved touring with him and going to do various gigs in different places and um and it was it was something that we shared that was very very fun. And I remember this one time, <laughs> so I, I having studied music for, you know, most of my life, I had a natural ear for things. And I remember this one time, it was very funny. He was sitting downstairs, Dave, and I was upstairs painting this spare bedroom in our home. And he kept playing this same riff over and over and just playing one wrong note. And it was driving me absolutely nuts. And I was upstairs listening to it play over and over again. It was like, (laughs) well, what is it in that movie? Oh, it's a Bugs Bunny riff where, you know, the guy has set the note of the piano over the one note that you have to (laughs) play at the end of the riff was over a bomb and then the bad guy would blow up. Right, was supposed to be the last note. And so, and and the guy kept playing. You know, and finally, I think it was Yosemite Sam or something, he comes running out and he's like, and he plays it and he blows up. But in any case, it was that kind of feeling where Dave was playing this one riff and he kept playing the wrong note and finally I screamed downstairs it's a G and he was like what do you mean it's a G you don't know what I'm doing I'm writing a song and I'm like no you're not you're playing La Bamba and he was like oh wow you're right I'm playing La Bamba never mind it was very funny um Uh, He had a wonderful sense of humor, it you'd have to be to put up with me, for goodness sake. But, um, yeah, I miss him already, and I will tell you more about him as we go. But I just wanted to say, again, thank you, Dave. Thank you for all of your humor, and your energy, and your patience. And your contribution to my life in so many ways. And I know you're up there looking down on your kids. You take care of them, okay? Thank you.